everyone, and welcome back to Living My Best to Save Life. Today we have Corey Singer, who is a TikToker and a singer and songwriter. Hi, Corey. Hi, Olivia. Thanks for coming and talking to me. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. So can we just start off by, um, I know you have autism, but it's like a spectrum, so like everyone's different. How does it like affect you in particular? Well, it was worse in my childhood. I had a lot of delays growing up. I was nonverbal until I was four years old, and obviously I've since made up for that. Uh, I didn't learn to drive till I was 21. As a, I had a hard time comprehending school subjects, and so I was always behind. But when it came to my special interest, I was always very brilliant, if that made sense, being movies and theater and music and what have you. Uh, as of today, it doesn't hold me back from doing anything. I could form relationships. I have friendships. I'm able to try new things. But I'm very clumsy. I, I, I lack a lot of grace, and I have very stiff motor functions because of it. Uh, I have taken many falls because of said clumsiness. Uh, I have to, at my job, I work a day job, and I'm not on social media or working on music. And I, I work in a warehouse in a food plant, and it gets very overwhelming for me. I have to wear earplugs just to deal with the sound and get through the day. And even then, the small slightest change that comes out of nowhere can give me anxiety. Like the anxiety that comes with autism, that's something I deal with on an everyday basis, unfortunately. But there's also a lot of positives with it. Like with my music, I'm very focused, I'm very driven. And I think if that's a big part due to my autism, I have a goal that I'm trying to reach and I'm not going to stop anything to get there. And as you may know, People on the spectrum are very driven, no matter where they are on the spectrum. So, because when we want to get something done, it gets done. Yeah, I'm not like, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, but like, I've never been diagnosed, but I'm pretty sure I'm somewhere on the spectrum. Mm. But uh, yeah, like, because I, I do have like these like music, special interests, and stuff like that. But I think I didn't really notice until I was like, older that it might have because you know they lump it all, all together with all your if you have other diagnosis they lump it together and then they won't like say oh you're you have autism or whatever yeah no it's totally valid i always say that it's valid yeah so um what were the signs when you were younger that you might that you have it um that you had it like what did your parents see or people around you see that like kind of uh, made them start thinking maybe you should, should get checked for autism. The biggest thing, like you know, uh, like I said before, I was nonverbal until I was four years old. I didn't speak. Uh, my my family noticed that I would just like they noticed that there was something wrong that I was delayed. You know, especially in that aspect, they got me tested, and by the time I got my diagnosis at four years old, that's around the time I started started talking. And even as a child, I. I was very bad with social cues and very bad with uh, picking up on, you know, when I talk on and on and on about my special interests, nobody, I, I wouldn't pick up the fact that they just were not interested anymore. I, I would just keep going without a care in the world. And also, too, um, oh, I just forgot. And it was just on my mind. I, <laughs> I hate when that happens. So, um it's fine. It'll, it'll be edited. It'll, no one will know that you just stop. All right. You can keep it in. It's pretty funny. So, like, uh, no, no. Like, I, I, there, there was definitely something there, and I just forgot. I just got off of work an hour ago, and I've been up since 4.30. So, uh, 
I'm trying to. <laughs> Oof, my bad. No, it's fine. It's fine. So what? Wait, what was my question? <laughs> About like how did people recognize that I? You know how did I recognize yeah, yeah. signs I had when I was a child? I was held back in kindergarten. That that should say something. Like that's how the delayed I was, and I was diagnosed with dyslexia. Oh, so you have disabilities too. Yeah, like I have, I have dyslexia. It doesn't affect me as bad now. Like I, I could read much better, but I, I was definitely diagnosed with dyslexia. I was in my stimming. That's what I was trying to say. I had stims that were misdiagnosed as Tourette syndrome. And I talk about this. And this is like how far we've come in autism awareness and education. Like my stims, like this vocal stim, I don't know if you hear like that. Like I did that. I would shake my head and I got diagnosed with Tourette syndrome. And it was years later when I started doing TikTok when I, you know, I just knew I had autism. I just didn't understand it completely. Yeah. But when I started doing more research about it, because I want to post on TikTok, like I started realizing, oh, wow, I never had Tourette syndrome because this was, this was just me stimming. So like, you know, that's, you know, one of the great things about TikTok. But no, it's, it's just so many signs that were, those were a lot of the signs that were there. So speaking of TikTok, like what got you into like making it like a whole becoming a content creator and posting consistently? Well, Specific- my lab Specifically with like, I-, I know you're posting about your music sometimes, but most of the time you're posting about like your experience with autism and stuff. So like what made you want to open up more on social media about it? So... I, I got on uh, TikTok because my music label told me I need to do TikTok because this is around when COVID, it, that's when it started blowing up was from COVID. And I got on there and I posted some music, didn't go well. Some, I posted some funny stuff. Uh, it went relatively well. But then I made a joke about my autism. Like when I joked about having Asperger's, how there's not, it's basically means I'm autistic and there's nothing wrong with it, except for the name because it sounds like Asperger's and, uh, you know. Like, it sounds like something you get from McDonald's. But, like, uh, no, that video blew up, and I'm like, wow, I might have No, something. I know what exact video it is. <laughs> ah. <laughs> but, like, uh, but, you know, here's the thing, though. Like, I didn't plan on being an autism advocacy account. In fact, I was trying to keep my autism out from the public because I didn't want to make it because of my autism. And, yeah. uh, and by the time I got on TikTok, I was very heavy into masking. Like, I was denying the fact that I had autism. I actually was one of those people that thought I cured my autism. And I was very wrong because those were the worst couple of years of my life. But once I started talking about it openly on TikTok, which was such a very public forum, I, uh, you know, it just, it, it helped me. And it was very therapeutic in helping me accept myself for who I am and learning about myself. At 25 years of age, I was finally starting to better understand myself. Even though I had the diagnosis, my family, like, you know, they didn't know how to understand autism. They thought it, or, you know, but, you know, what they knew about it. They thought, like, Rain Man. They thought, like, it was that I could just get better when I'm older and all that. It was like, no, I'm always going to have it. And also, my, my parents, they didn't have TikTok. They didn't have YouTube. They didn't have people, you know, like, like ourselves talking about our personal experience online and giving out, like, our insight on what this is actually like living with this disability. So, you know, when I started talking about it more, it's kind of rewarding in the sense that on a way I'm, I am being to other people's families, what I wish my family had when I was growing up. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so you say you didn't want to keep, you wanted to keep your autism out of it and stuff at first. Yeah. Well, like, um, I would have never thought I'd even start a podcast. Um, I, I also have CP, cerebral palsy. Uh, um, it's like a physical disability. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I went to school with, uh, I went to school with someone with uh, CP. Anyways, so like I, years ago, I would have never done any of that because like, you kind of want to keep everything, everything relating to like the disabilities you have out of like, uh, social media and stuff because you don't want to make it like your whole entire personality i know but you know and that's part of the problem too i think with tiktok you know this is like kind of the critique i have with it and i'm sure you, you've dealt with this too it's that you know you talk about your disabilities the people mistake that as your personality when no it, that's not your whole life it's a part of your life and it's a part of the reason why you are the way you are but there's more to us than that you know what i mean yeah yeah definitely that's, totally agree that's the frustrating part of it. Like trying to advocate on any social media, then it's always popping up in people's pages. Um, I mean feeds, and then they're like, "Oh, this is that's all you post. That must be your entire personality." Oh no! Like I try to post my music, it never does as does as well because the algorithm just wants the 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 autism advocacy because that's what my page is kind of built on, but. Yeah. Because music is hard, but TikTok has become a very—it's uh, a little harder to get your stuff out there now. Because like it's supposed to be said to be easier, but no, it's actually harder. Because now there's even more people on TikTok than when I started, so it, it's harder. There's more content to filter through now. So, so what are your like main goals with your TikTok? Well, I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, promoting tic- uh, autism advocacy and promoting my music as well. Because my, my main goal is to be make that my life you know and and, uh, the autism advocacy actually kind of helps in a way because i'm trying to show that i don't let my disability hold me back from doing what i love makes sense yeah um so like eventually you want to make it like a full-time thing and not have have to have like a side job stuff like that is that what you're saying yeah like um yeah like because i've been doing it for music for 10 years and you know, it's hard. Like I'm living a musician life. Basically I'm working in a warehouse and trying to make ends meet. TikTok has kind of become a uh, part-time job for me, Yeah. but you know, but I don't let my disability hold me back from doing what I love. So, and nor should it. What do you think the biggest misconception with, um, being autistic is? Well, a lot of this has to do in part of movies and TV is that like, like you said before, it is a personality. And it's not. And there's a very stereotypical personality, like the shy, awkward introvert who just doesn't get social cues, is a savant, doesn't know how to get along with people. I'm the exact opposite of that. I'm an extrovert. I'm like, I, I talk to everybody and I get to know people. I actually am very, like, very good with people. I'm like kind of like the opposite of the autism stereotype. I don't get sarcasm all the time. I sometimes have to think for a minute, like, were they being sarcastic or not? But it's like, other than that, like, I'm like the exact opposite of like what movies and TV portray. And they make it seem like it's such a, for, here's the thing, for a lot of people, it is a detrimental disability. There's some people that can't speak. There's some people that need help just functioning or going about their day-to-day life. I am privileged in the fact that I don't have to deal with that issue. But the problem is you don't see movies or TV shows with people like me, you know, someone who just 
they have a life. They just happen to have this extra thing that they got to deal with. Yeah, I feel like even when they do have movies or television that has those characters, they're seen as, like, uh, people who can't, like, hold a job or something. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, look what they overcame from their autism. They did that so autistically. Like, oh, look how cringy that they that thing they said was because they're autistic. It's like, dude, come on. It's the same thing. People like, are how- autistic say cringy stuff too, though. So, <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. Like, how do you feel, though, about it? Like, with the CP, actually, and, like, movies and TV? Um, there, I, I really don't think I've seen, I don't think I've ever, maybe once or twice, even seen someone with CP on, like, um, television or in a movie. And even if it is, usually it's played by an able-bodied actor, so. Well, Breaking Bad, though, have you ever seen that? Yeah, um, with the exception of that one, though. Uh, that's, but that's the only one I can think of. Oh, you haven't seen it? I haven't seen it, but I know it. Like, I, uh, my parents used to be a Oh, <laughs> no, well, no, the, but like, that's the only one I've seen uh, with a with a CP that I could think of. Yeah, I think I can think of too. Um, but I mean, that goes for like the whole disability community. Like, yeah, they, they don't really they don't really portray disabilities in general very well. Yeah, but whenever they do portray autism correctly, it's always by accident when they're not trying to. For the best example I use, have you seen Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, part of it. Drax, the Destroyer, the big jacked alien. He is the perfect representation of autism. He's socially awkward, but is outgoing. He doesn't get sarcasm. He speaks in a monotone voice. But that's, those are just his quirks, but they're not his full character. He has, he has a motivation for being there. He has a drive. He has a purpose, and that, those are just things that, you know, that just partially make him him. And it's a perfect representation, but, like, those things don't hold him back. Yeah. So it's, like, it's stuff like that where I say, you want a good autism movie, watch Guardians of the Galaxy. Watch Mindhunter, the TV show. Great show, by the way. You should watch it. But, uh, yeah. I was thinking um, that, that show, uh, Atypical. Like, it's, um, some of it's good, like, accurate and some of it's not like it depends like it, like it, it, it's weird like i have a mutual on tiktok who does live reactions to stuff like that it's like the first season like he's like there's a girl like swinging her head and she has a ponytail and sitting her and just grabs her hair to like make her stop it's just like they, they make it seem like that's all autistic black it's like i mean i think it's gotten better as the seasons went on but the first season it was like wow um yeah that is I, really cliche <laughs> I stopped after the first season. I, I couldn't keep going. I gave it a shot, though. So I was just wondering, like, how has your perception of being autistic changed over time? Like, did you struggle with, like, accepting it? Or did you just, like, when you, when you were young, accept it, and then it was part of you, but, like, it yeah. unfazed? It was... When I was younger, I didn't know that much about it, but then I saw this movie called Adam about a guy with... with what the same diagnosis I had Asperger's but then the movie kind of showed like he had to change who he was to kind of succeed in life and I internalized that and that's where my journey of masking began and it was a traumatic thing for me and like when you're autistic you perceive things and process things differently and for me I that was one of the things that instilled me that being autistic is bad so and that's partially why I hate autism movies and tv shows like they make it seem like it's such this bad thing and 
for years, I started trying to not act autistic, you know, to not thinking that I, I, I could get better. I could get better to the point where I, I masked so hard, I started trying to be like other people, try to get normal jobs. I tried to join the military even. I had a special interest in the military. That's personally what I wanted to join, but I also joined because I thought like, well, that's what normal people do. And I got rejected because of being autistic, and, you know, because it says in my records, I'm on the spectrum. And I was speaking to someone, they said, you could get that reversed, you know. I'm like, what? But I'm happy I didn't. But no, it's it's hard. And it's like, like taking your special interests to a whole other level. Yeah, but I'm glad I didn't get into the military, actually. Like now with everything going on, but like. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like especially with the government. But uh, that's a whole other conversation. But like, uh, no, it's just. You know, it's tough. Like, and that's what I always promote this on my page. You shouldn't have to mask who you are. Like, you should definitely learn how to behave. There's a difference between learning to behave properly and masking. You know what I mean? Like, I definitely want to be my best self. And if I say something offensive I'll, and you tell me it was offensive, I want to make sure I never say that again. Yeah. Like, there's a difference between that and masking. Like, I would rather be my, like, extroverted, outgoing self as opposed to, try to cater to other people's uh like how they want me to be you know what i mean and i always promote this because when i was that heavy in the mask like i said those couple of years were the worst of my life it was horrible but then i joined tiktok and started talking about it and i started masking less and less there is some level of masking i still do like at my job because like i'm there to work and you know in a lot of places but that's like very little masking that's just going about my everyday life but the worst masking I have to do is when I'm having to mask my anxiety. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially at work. That's the worst. Then I come home. I'm tired. I'm burnt out. I need to take a nap. I lost my train of thought again. Sorry. I'm talking a lot. You did a lot. Um, <laughs> no, it's not your fault. I, I do that. I, I, <laughs> well, it happened to me before, so you got nothing to worry about. Okay. Um, okay. Hold on. Oh, back to your music and stuff. You said that, like, um, you're... Well, like TikTok helped you, um, but how has like singing and songwriting helped you as well? Um, maybe just like cope or I, I don't know how to explain it, but do you know what I mean? I get it. Um, so I'm a very creative person. I've always been. I, I used to draw when I was little and I like to, you know, create things out of uh, Legos and all that. So, you know, music and I'm, I grew up doing theater, so music was a natural progression for me. And I've been songwriting, like I said, for almost 10 years now. And it's, I love doing it. I love creating something organic from the ground up and putting it out there for the world to hear. And so I feel like, you ever heard of the band The Talking Heads? Uh, yes. Yeah, famous 80s band. The lead singer, uh, David Byrne, he's autistic. And I've, I kind of want to use his answer maybe to help properly answer this question. And someone asked him, like, for someone who's on the spectrum, do you think the music business and being a performer is a, like a, was it odd? He says, no, it's not odd. It's actually like, that's where all the weird kids go. And when you're weird and you have a hard time expressing yourself and you find a medium in which you're able to express yourself, you gravitate towards that. So I think that's also why I go towards songwriting as well, because it's a way for me to express myself. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think that goes for like a lot of people that like kind of have any type of thing that makes them uh like not quote unquote normal what do you wish that you knew when you were younger like about being autistic or just like 
advice you would give your younger self? If I were to give advice to my younger self, that's a deep question. Uh, that there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with me. I am perfectly fine the way I am. Don't be as afraid growing up as I was because I grew up masking and being fearful. Although here's the thing, the younger me wouldn't understand or comprehend what I'm saying. That's the, that's part of the problem. So. Oh yeah. Like you wouldn't understand your own advice. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. For me, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but you know, if I were to try and impart something to myself, that, that would be it. And then um, how do you think that you're living your best disabled life? Like best life, even the, like, like, I don't want to say despite, but like, even though you might have autism, like it does, like, it doesn't really affect you that much. Like how, how are you living your best? I don't let it stop me. I, I have a goal for my life that I'm, tr I'm trying to get towards, which is music and making that my life and whether it be a performer or a writer. And that's the goal I want and I'm going to achieve it. I don't let it. I don't let it hold me back from doing what I want to do in life. Makes sense. I think everyone should, I think everyone should just take that advice. Like it doesn't even matter. Like if, if you're disabled, if you're not like, you know, you can, uh, whatever's holding you back. Don't let it hold you back. You can do whatever you want in your life, you know? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you know, I don't let it, you know, autistics are notorious for, you know, not wanting to try new things. I don't let it, I make myself try new things. Like I went skydiving one time because I, I walk, you know, my mom told me to step out of my comfort zone. Someone offered me, Hey, you want to go skydiving? I'm like, sure. So I did it. So, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, let, let, it just, I just don't let it hold me back. Yeah. Well, I don't let my disability hold me back either. <laughs> well, thank you for coming and talking to me. Sorry about that little technical difficulties. Um, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a nice interview. Well, it's been fun. And I will let you know when it's um, going to be released and stuff. So you can touch it on your socials. Thank you. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to everyone hearing it. <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to Living My Best Disabled Life. Tune in next time for the next episode.